0: Hey, welcome back to the program. My name is Alan Carter. My goodness, I am pleased that you're with me. You look good. You do. You look fantastic. Oh, hey, listen, I got some breaking news just coming in. Our Matt Bingley just uh, tweeting out that uh, Health Minister Christine Elliott says that uh, Dr. Moore, Dr. Kieran Moore, the Chief Medical Officer of Health, is recommending an extension to the remaining mask mandates that were due to end on April 27th. This now includes uh, public transit, health care centers, long-term care homes. You know, obviously, the mask mandates are lifted in many other places, but if you're on public transit, for example, or if you're going to a healthcare center, you will indeed still have to wear a mask after April 27th. We're going to get details from Dr. Moore later on this afternoon, so stay, t- in, stay tuned for more details on that. Uh, if there's one thing that the pandemic has shown us is that we should expect The unexpected, and that kind of makes me just want to sit on the couch and crack open a cold one. Maybe a nice, maybe a nice Ontario hoppy IPA from a craft brewery. The craft brewers have really taken it hard on the chin over the course of the pandemic and there's been many predictions even before the pandemic that the space was too crowded that we had too many craft breweries in this province and that there was going to be a reckoning and now it appears that might actually be underway ben johnson is a beer writer who's based in london ontario always great to talk to you ben how are you doing good How do doing, know i'm doing well what's the current state in terms of the business outlook for ontario craft
1: well, you're, de- you're definitely right in saying the market is overcrowded, but this, we've been saying this for 10 years. So the current boom in craft beer in Ontario is like 10 years old. And at that time, there were only three places to sell beer, of course, the beer store, the LCBO, the actual breweries. And so the growth didn't seem sustainable then, and it doesn't seem sustainable now. But So we've kind of been talking about this purge that needs to happen. Um, we have new avenues to sell beer like grocery stores, but it's still a very crowded market. So the truth is that maybe the pandemic is just a catalyst for what's been long overdue.
0: And of course, because of the the pandemic and, you know, government money to support, support um, small business, you, you've got a number of um, breweries that might have faltered over the past two years under normal circumstances that are are still kind of limping along with, you know, a considerable more levels of debt.
1: Yeah. And so I think that one of the things we don't talk about a lot in this industry, there's a lot of small breweries, that do marketing and branding really well but they don't focus necessarily on beer quality or there's some that uh, make excellent beer and they kind of suck at marketing or they're not very great at doing you know long-term business strategy so like there's a sweet spot of the breweries that can do those fundamentals well and i think like it's not a popular opinion but i think the the pandemic is really highlighting those that aren't in that sweet spot and so it's kind of like an overdue purge that's happening. Um, I think um, there's gonna be some, some consolidation. I mean, economies of scale suggest that, you know, if breweries band together, they're gonna fare better, but um, it's maybe not a popular opinion, but like are, are the breweries that are failing now doing so because of the pandemic? Absolutely. Would they have been hyper successful long-term if there was no pandemic? I personally don't think so.
0: When you look at um, recent mergers, or I guess you can call this one an acquisition, uh, Steam Whistle and Bose, for example, are you going to see more of that, you know, where they're just going to either combine or going you know, to swallow each other up?
1: I think so. But again, I think it will be breweries that are faltering and, and looking for that. I, I, I don't want to count craft beer out. I mean, if you, again, not a popular opinion, but the. The pandemic has forced craft breweries to adapt or die, and it's arguably never been a better time to be a craft beer consumer. Um, I mean, alcohol rules seem to be the one thing Doug Ford takes divisive action on, and the, the pandemic's been no exception, but the government changed rules so restaurants and bars can sell alcohol with takeout food orders. So, for example, my favorite beer bar here in London pub, Milos, is now a great bottle shop, so there's more places I can buy great beer. In the early days when we were actually locked down in our houses, breweries had to find a way to move product. And so craft beer universally became like e-commerce savvy. So before this, you know, breweries, I would say seventy-five percent of their their websites were garbage. And <laughs> now they all look like Shopify and I can click and buy and have beer delivered to my house. So I I, I always say that it's like, it's like life in Jurassic park. Beer finds a way to crash through barriers. So <laughs> we should have counted out craft breweries a long time ago, but they always seem to find a way. So I, I think we'll see consolidation. I think they'll find new ways to sell their product. Hopefully new avenues open up for them to sell beer, but I never say never. Cause this, this, you know, purge that we've been talking about is 12 years in the making. So I, I who knows?
0: Yeah, I mean, I you know, I covered Queen's Park when the, the liberals expanded Point of Sale, and there was this real explosion in craft beer, and like you say there at that time, you know, everybody was saying there's just, just no way that we can support it. It seemed like everybody had a brother-in-law who was starting a craft brewery, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and now the reality has set in, but like you say, I mean the stats show that even more breweries are still opening up, even in the face of, you know, such long odds.
1: Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a romantic aspect to opening a craft brewery that people think it's, you know, it's cool. I I, know I'm a home brewer and I love craft beer and this is a cool industry to get into. The truth is that, you know, opening a brewery is like maybe 50% like business planning and and 49% cleaning your equipment and then 1% the cool fun stuff you see. (laughs) So people that get into it are really in for a wake-up call. So yes, you have to have the passion, but you have to have some business savvy. And so those guys who's you know their brother-in-laws got into the business it, it's getting tougher and tougher to find shelf space and and the pandemic has really exposed those who don't have like a, a plan and don't have ability to pivot so again it it's it might be a good thing for the industry to sort of see some of those less savvy brother-in-laws die off
0: well ben all of it is making me terribly thirsty i appreciate your time thank you so much
1: it's Friday. Crack one,
0: Alan. Have a good day. <laughs> don't ask me twice. Thanks, Ben. Uh, ben Johnson's a beer writer based in uh, London, Ontario. Do you have a favorite craft beer in Ontario? Uh, I mentioned Steam Whistle. I mentioned Bowes. Those are two of my favorites. I like Muddy York because that's right in my neighborhood. I like a good Muddy York. Uh, I like, a, what is it, uh, Left Field? Is that Ephesus? Ephesus? I, I, don't, I can't recall. I, you know what? Perhaps I need. Perhaps I just need one to be able to. And Rorschach uh, got married there. Love Rorschach. Dave just weighed in with that one. That's a great brewery uh, right in town. And uh, I know they're uh, back open. Uh, Check them out if you're in Toronto. They are fantastic. Oh, hey, listen, what do we got coming up this weekend? If you like to get up early in the morning, and I don't know about you, but I suffer from uh, a terrible case of middle age. Which means one of the things that you get when you hit middle age is you start getting up earlier in the morning for no good reason. (laughs) Like, I'd look at my teenage boys who just sleep just all day, and I think, wow, that'd be nice. You know, like, even if I don't have anything else to do, I'm like, I'm getting up at seven. But anyway, if you get up early this uh, weekend, a treat for you will be that uh, there'll be something in the sky to look at, four planets. Venus, Mars, Saturn, and Jupiter are all expected to form a row in the sky and align with the moon. Uh, Paul Delaney is a professor of physics and astronomy at York and says this thing, what's happening over the next couple of days, is a a one-in-a-thousand-year event.
1: There's a really good, clean eastern horizon. So if you've got trees or or houses in the east, that's a bit of a problem. But no binoculars. Get up around about 5 o'clock in the morning. I know that's early. Sorry. Uh, But, you know, all of those planets will be so easy to see. And as I said, the moon, it's a photo-bombing opportunity. It really is, even with, you know, a cell camera.
0: All right. So you can do that this weekend. That is early in the morning. That's maybe even too early for my middle age behind. Uh, oh, he what what we got in terms of promises today. We have the uh, liberals saying we're going to plant 800 million trees. Uh, Andrea Horvath has this to say.
1: One of our big commitments in our platform is the uh, planting of a, a, a billion trees. Uh, and that means it's going to need some, there's going to be, we're going to need some folks to help us, some young people folks. and others to help us achieve that goal. And we're going to do that in partnership uh, with communities <laughs> and community based organizations,
0: 800 million, Yeah, that's nothing, I got a billion trees, I got a billion trees right here, I just need a couple, I just need to hire some kids to plant these trees, hey, hey you, mister, what are you up to, need a job planting trees, you can bring your dog, oh, I bring it all the way back around, thank you so much for spending some of your time with me this hour, it's been so much fun, have a great weekend, talk Monday.